0: contact, no commitment, no problem.
1: where you go to hell we put this festival on you bosses with a lot of love we've worked for one year for you pigs are oh, you going to break our walls down? are oh, you going to destroy it where you go to hell good evening everyone it's Sunday night it's episode 7 it's the fatback 4 minus Matt Matt is in Dubai and we can't get hold of him. I don't know what he's like. He's, he's mental. Um, so, Ian, Grizz, and Andy Young is with us tonight to cover for Matt. How are you, Andy? Oh,
2: oh, 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 oh. All right, lads. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what it's that was, but we got. We it's just uh, it, it uh, the
3: hurricane is is on the way. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some interference in uh, Dublin, so. Yeah, if I don't make it through this call, you know you know, I'll give you my wishes.
1: You thought you thought you doing what you love. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. cool.
0: Uh, <laughs> surely a hurricane in Dublin would tidy the place up, wouldn't it? Um, that was predictable, Ian. What there was no need for it. I know, yeah, I'm I'm better than that. I'm better uh,
3: than he, that. Ian he forgets, he, really. he forgets he's from Liverpool sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's to go. Let's the not go there. Matt, he's not even from Liverpool, but we won't go there. But look,
3: anyway, before <laughs> uh, we kick off, there's a, fucking, there's a building. Sorry, sorry to cut cross your post. <laughs> there's a building down for the ground on uh, the the Walton Breck Road uh, as you head down, kind of um uh, like kind of the centenary. They're at the Ken- Kenny Douglas stand direction, and it's a building, and it says uh, first erected in eighteen, like twenty something, uh, rebuilt in nineteen fifty eight and the fucking thing is in absolute bits and it's still standing there's just glass smashed everywhere like fucking <laughs> blocks falling off it. So like they need to put up another plaque. I don't know what they're gonna put on it, but it, you know needs to just say needs rebuilding 2017.
1: <laughs> <laughs> needs a bit of a clean up. I don't the start the start of this pod has just gone. I don't know. I don't know where it's gone. But look um I wanna mention one thing as I always do and will continue to do so probably next week as well. Um Day Trippers live event, twenty second of October. Um LFCDT.com forward slash shop, get your tickets, tenor, general entry, twenty quid, meet David Fairclough, have your picture taken. He signs a book that's worth twenty six fifty in the shop, so you're getting a really good deal on it. Um tickets are going well, it's limited to a hundred people and um, because of the size of the venue. So get on it. And get you to take us and join us on the day. It'd be a really good day. Right, I'm at the show. Um, really sorry about that intro and the last five minutes, <laughs> genuinely. Um, right, we're going to kick off, not with the match. We won't start with the match because the day before the match, there was a ceremony at Anfield for the opening of the Kenny Dalglish stand, formerly the St. Henry stand. And um, I thought it was great. Uh, no better man to get it. But Ian, I'll come to you first. Um, how happy are you to see that that stand renamed after Kenny Dalglish? Yeah, it's a, it's a great honour. He's a, he's a great
0: man. Do you know what I mean? You, not many people get nicknamed the King. Do you know what I mean? It, they don't hand that around like to anyone. He, he he's everything that's ever been good about the club. Do you know what I mean? When we went through tragedy, when he when he signed from Celtic, he was a superstar. He's never put himself first. He's always put the club. He, whenever he talks about the club, I don't think I've ever heard him say "I" or "me." It's always, like, we, do you know what I mean? Or he's just a tremendous, tremendous man. Do you know? I mean, whenever he talks, he, I, I just stop what I'm doing to listen. Do you know what I mean? He really, he's, like, shankly level for me, Kenny Daglish. Like. Okay. Uh, and to some people, having your name on a, on, a, on a stand or whatever, it might not be that big a deal, but you can see how much pride it gives Kenny Daglish because of how much the club means to him as a person, do you know what I mean? So... Yeah, I'm made up. They've done it fine. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure it'll stay with his name on it when when if we sell the club. Like, do you know what I mean? It'll get called the fucking. I don't know the play doh stand or something. But for the time being, yeah, it's a
1: great honor for a great man. It'd be a massive mistake if anyone ever tries to change that name, no matter who owns the club or who makes the call. a Massive mistake, Andy. Um, the thing I noticed about him was when he spoke on Friday. And again, yesterday and snippets I seen, like Ian said, it's not about him. And he always seems to talk about how much the club gave him. And but Jesus, he's given some amount to this club. He really has.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, lo- I love King Kenny. Uh, I was just kind of grown up and beginning to like football, I suppose, when, when Kenny was playing. So most of my memories of Kenny would be on videos, really, but they were just always on in the house and stuff and kind of grew up then with him. Like he was, he was still managing into what the early nineties and that would have been real my first time going to the ground and that. Um But like that, he, he always says things like if there's anything I can ever do for the club, wh- whatever it may be, I'll do it. You know, he adores the club. He adores the fans and and uh, the fans adore him. Like there's just no, there's just no relationship um, like that that exists. Um in football really I don't think it's just amazing the connection between Kenny and the fans and he's one of those people that like no matter what he says it always sounds profound Mm. and it always sounds like something that only he could say like he doesn't say an awful lot but what he says is just always always worth listening to it's always like something that if you have an opinion on anything around the club and Kenny says something that's contradictory than that, what you believe straight away, your opinions changed because mm-hmm. he is, he's the basis for all opinions for all on the club. I mean, if you have an opinion on the club and Kenny dog doesn't, disagree, doesn't agree with it, you were wrong. <laughs> he knows yeah, you are. Yeah. You yeah, are changing mm-hmm. your opinion. You're completely wrong. Like, I mean, you just have to go with yourself. Yeah. I need to kind of reevaluate my thoughts on, on that. Um, and I, and I thought it was quite good as well. like, there was only sort of some early murmurings of um, uh, uh, the doubts over Klopp. You know, there is a bit of a of a split now in the fan base where some people are doubting Klopp's ability to manage, like whether it's an, whether it's like is um, neglecting the transfer market or it's uh, how to defend and everything else. But Kenny was quick. You know, his day, his weekend, and he was very quick. You know, just to cool off some of that uh, kind of. Um, yeah, 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 I just kind of say, you know, Clap needs the support of the club, and by that he means, you know, the fans. He doesn't want to come out and say, listen up, fans, like, you need to cop on to yourselves. But, um, uh, yeah, when, when Kenny says something like that, yeah, everyone's we'll just got to listen.
1: Chris, um you know, Ian and Andy have hitting lots of nails and lots of heads there, but when I watch them, I'm a bit saddened when I watch leave sometimes because that one image of Mark Goodison, I think it's in a four-all cup game, and he ret- I think he resigns the next day. And mm. you could see the mental and the, everything about Hillsborough came down on top of him and he tried to hold it all on his shoulders. And um, for such a sad event, um, to see a man try to take this whole thing on his shoulders is 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 sad to see. Um you'd have to have massive respect for him for what he'd done during that period, especially. Aside from his playing days, which he was, you know, as Andy said, a lot of us would have watched on on, on VHS or whatever. And right now, and upcoming, you'll see a Kenny Dagdish um, documentaries coming up soon, and you'll see an awful lot of which replayed and stuff. But when you watch him um, during that period around Hillsborough and what he's done, I, that's the thing that stands out for me as a man. That's what stands out for me the most.
2: But the amazing thing is, Gav, you're spot on and everything uh, Ian and, and Andy have said is just, you know, I can't add to that really. But the, the thing is, he's he came through that with, you know, great, 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 you know, great. He showed what kind of character he is and he's and, and this was just the icing. Something had to be named after him and to, to name that stand, you know, people were saying, oh, FSG. Could have sold it, but I don't think they had a. Choice. They had to name something after King Kenny. He's a magnificent man. It's just when he talks, just like Ian said, you listen, you stop everything else. He has a way with words. You know how much, how much, you know, courage he showed through the through the disaster of Hillsborough. You know how how connected he was. You know, personally with so many families, so many families on a personal level, it just shows you what kind of human being he is above above everything else. You know, forget his playing days, which were magnificent, and his managing days, but just as a human being, he's just on another level as a human being. And, and that's what I love about him personally as well. And, he, and these guys are right. He always talks about we. He never, even though, you know, he's given so much to Liverpool, so much, he's still so humble. Enough to say, you know, what this club has done for him as a as a, as a person. And that's 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 truly beautiful, I think.
0: Jeanette, can I just say, right, like yeah. how many funerals have you ever been to in your life? I think I'm about three, maybe. Uh, it's not an enjoyable experience, is it? Uh, that man went to like, I think he went to like 90 funerals or... Yeah. It was, just, it was just mental. And like you say, at that four all, you looking back now, knowing what we know, he was a broken man, wasn't he? He held it up as long as he could. We were top of the league. We, we were still in the FA Cup. And everyone was like, oh, why is he going? Because he was he was almost dead inside, only he had nothing left to give whatsoever. Mm. And rather than he still didn't he stepped away, so it didn't affect the club. He wasn't even thinking about himself then either. He's an incredible man, honestly.
1: Yeah, no, he he is an incredible man. And the thing is, um he always stood up for Liverpool um, even when he came back the second time and um, the whole Suarez thing went on and he stood by him and he stood up for him and um, even you'd see him in press conferences and you know people would be trying to be spiky with him and he put him down straight away but even like if you look at Friday and, and yesterday um, United at home probably the biggest home game of the season and he takes time out with that or, or includes in, in, in his speech about when Hillsborough happens and Ferguson was one of the first to, to ring him and offer support and how him and Ferguson got on despite the rivalry and he just kind of, any kind of stuff that might boil over the top, he, he tries to put a lid on it and in his own special way. So, look, um, I know I speak for probably all of us and probably all Liverpool fans and I say no one deserves it more and no one deserves that sort of um, accolade and, and something dedicated to him as much as Leash does. But um onto the match itself, lads. Um, United at home, early kick-off yesterday. Ian, um, the lineup was actually the line I boy predicted with the with the day trip, I think, um, when I went on on Thursday night. Were you happy with it?
0: Uh,
1: I don't know if I was happy, but it was what I expected.
0: I expected him to put Phil out on the left, even though he didn't tend to stay there very often. I would have liked to have seen him start play chamberlain to be honest. Uh, I've heard some people say he's been crap whenever he's played, he doesn't deserve to start. The lad's been given like four, five, six minutes a game, do you know what I mean? It's... And I thought we'd change our system a bit too much by putting Coutinho out on the left. But in terms of Moreno, and uh, I wasn't surprised that he went with Gomez at right back because he's better defensively than than Trent Young, Trent, and Anthony Marshall is a good player. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I wasn't surprised. Uh, the, like the the midfield three, they're all, it is what it is. Isn't it? it's crying out for some dynamism, uh, but. Yeah, it was okay. It was, when I looked at it's the first time in a while though I've looked at the team sheet when it was put out and I looked against Man United and I thought, oh, we could struggle a bit here. Even though I was giving it to Big and all week we're going to win by five goals. Just that's just because I, I your like ball shrank, didn't
2: on match day. Your ball shrink.
0: Yeah, and, but I looked at our team and I was like, right, how many of our side would get in their side? And I know it doesn't always work that way because I know like it's all about, uh, like. Team ethic and all that. Not it's not all about individuals, but it still worried me a little bit. But it didn't really matter really, to be honest, because Moreno's got a vagina, and
1: he and he can't attack. Well, I have to say, um, I called. I thought United were going to win the game. I, I said that during the week. I thought they were set up perfectly to uh, to to win it the way we play and the way they they've set up and the personality had. But I have, to, I I'm actually the other way. Um, when the teams came out I thought they can, you can get it there send out backs you can get it there Mian. Um I thought there was plenty there for us to get out Andy you were at the game weren't you um, and I thought overall I thought we dominated bar one Lukaku chance
3: yeah we did um, uh, I mean yeah a lot of the early talk of the game was about how many Liverpool players would get into the United team and I think that was kind of things change overnight. Um, because like United have started off well and Liverpool have struggled a bit, less of our players will get into their team. But if you compare it to last year, more of our players get into their team and stuff like that. So looking on paper, it was it was quite worrying. Um, I wasn't quite sure whether Mourinho would uh, go back to default Mourinho and play like um like Stoke or Crystal Palace around field. Like it was quite I, I was, I was at the same time, I like, guess you know you're kind of expecting it, but at, at the same time, it's you're kind of surprised as well because they've, they've been free scoring, but they were an absolute disgrace, you know. I mean, how they started, and I think as the game went on, I was kind of thinking this might actually sue us. We might get a chance here and score, and then then they'll have to come out and, and play um, play against us. So. All the, all the worrying before the game, I mean, I can't believe how, how poor they were and how much of a missed opportunity that was for us.
1: But Andy, I'll stay with you because you talk about missed opportunities. And I listened to Marino after the game. And one thing he did say was he tried to turn it back on Liverpool by saying, Oh, I was waiting for them. I was waiting for them to make a change where he'd remove Henderson, John, and them, But he never did. He stayed that way because he was afraid of their attack. And I'm kind of looking at going afraid of what fucking attack, because them three lads stayed there, and you don't know attacking. And I and the comparison was made during the week with, with regards to how Everton will go to Anfield, with will Lukaku up front, and he would be isolated, whereas United were getting more men around Lukaku as this season has started. But they, it was literally like an Everton performance. It really was.
3: Yeah, it was. It was. And I, I mean, I think um, I think they they really do miss uh, Fellaini. I think if he had to be in playing, he might have played instead of Young. Say so he could have played out a little bit at wide, like he might have seen the diagonal balls and get getting up beside, um, uh, beside Lukaku, and that could have broke us down a little bit. I don't think Mourinho knew what else to do. He wouldn't play like that yesterday, you know, because he, he they're doing well in the league. They won pretty much every other game four 0 and if they can kind of draw against their their kind of top six rivals uh, away from home, he, he'd be laughing. So, yeah, I listened to his comments afterwards. It was typical of him. He tried to make out like they were controlling the game. But they they weren't controlling the game. It's fair to say they weren't being overly threatened. I mean, they defended quite well. It's very, very hard to play against a team like that. Like, whatever about like Crystal Palace or Stoker, or West Brom or whoever coming to Anfield and sitting back and, like, you know, uh, banks so far. When a team that's so well-drilled under Mourinho defensively uh, and so disciplined... <laughs> It's very, very hard to carve out chances. And okay, he's claiming they were in control. They weren't in control of the game. They were in control of themselves. Maybe we weren't threatening them as much as we probably could. But um, no, he's just a, he's just a dickhead at the end of the day. And I'm just so glad that he, he hasn't ended up managing Liverpool at any stage because there was a time we would have taken him. You know, well, Rodgers was kind of. Um, looking like he was gone. I was I was kinda hoping we get Mourinho, but I'm so glad we didn't.
1: Yeah, no, the style of play is is um look I've had United fans on to me today saying, Oh no, we um we were we were brilliant and we we defended great and these are the same United fans that were giving it the big one during the week saying, you know, we're this and we're that and we're all conquering and, and But Chris, the thing that got to me was um, you know, I've heard people say, Well you know, United have have, have um sorted their frailties out and went out and acted accordingly. Now, acting accordingly was, was Romelu Lukaku and 90-odd million. Um, that was their main issue. They needed a the goal scorer that was going to score goals and this issue that they resolved over the summer, they literally just sent up the pitch and told, we're having nothing to do with you today.
2: Yeah, Lukaku, look, there's, it's, it's, my, my opinion hasn't changed on Lukaku. Um, I've always said, to me, he's a flat-track bully. See, the thing is, what they had to replace was Zlatan. And in my opinion, Lukaku is the opposite of Zlatan in terms of, we know, say what you want about Zlatan, but Zlatan was a big match player. You knew when there's a big occasion, big match, Zlatan would come to the fore. Lukaku doesn't do that, Gav, in my opinion. And the much-maligned Lovren and Matic recently... I thought, coped absolutely, totally, totally fine with him. They, in fact, they bullied him. That's the first time I've seen Lukaku actually get bullied and riled. You know, he should have got a yellow card. I don't think it was a sending off. You know, they did spend 90 million. And they, they're, they're a club that do that, don't they? they people don't notice how many expensive mistakes United have made in the transfer market. You know, it, it does get overlooked. Is Lukaku? Would you say Lukaku's a 90 million player? After watching him yesterday, yes, he scored back. He scored. He scored a lot of goals so far. But I think Saturday was their first test. And as you guys have said, Jose done his usual shitting it job. You know, I I I, I I've been vocal on. Can you be vocal on Twitter? But you know, I've been active on Twitter saying, you know, it's easy to set up when you've got like sort of. As Andy says, when you've got you know a solid base, solid team, it's very easy. It's very easy to set up like that and stop another team, rather than be sort of the pep approach, which is which is try to create, you know, an attacking or like Klopp as well, like trying to attack a creative attacking team. So I, you know, I think that's a coward's way of coaching, but you know, it, it does, it, it, it has brought him trophies, so what can we say? But now, I thought Lukaku was totally ineffective and it's their brand of football as well, isn't it? They just sort of, it was, they were just bypassing their midfield. They had Matic and Herrera just, just fouling, weren't they, throughout the whole game, which was another thing we can probably discuss, the amount of cynical fouls that
1: they made. Yeah, yeah but that's, can that's, can I, that's, that's a marina. Go on, go ahead. Let me just hop in
3: there, like um, what Chris said, it is a coward's way of playing football. Now, if, if that guarantees you trophies, like if, you know, like that conversation last week, um, absolutely guarantees you, which is, which is, a fan, which is a kind of a fantasy concept because no, like it can't guarantee you. If it guarantees you, you know, that you're going to win a league every second year for 20 years, you take it. But there's no guarantees. Mourinho's playing like that, and then whatever, 20 miles away, there's another, uh, another manager, and he's playing a completely opposite type of football He's entertaining his fans. He's adored by people. He's um he's playing the brand of football that even even the opposition fans only have to hold their hand up, and um, they're going to be everybody's kind of favourite.
2: Mm. Did winner. you did you hear Mark Hughes after the match? Did you hear? I mean, would he say that about any other team that's just obliterated him? You know, he was you so, he was so pr- and and you're right, Andy. Other managers, and that's what like, people love that about him. And you know, Mark Hughes was so so. Uh, complimentary about the way he goes, they just stepped up another level. It was fantastic to watch, and this is a bloke, Mark Hughes, who hates fucking losing. Yeah, you know he yeah. he he hates
3: it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I didn't, I don't like how City came about their success and their money and everything else. I don't like that about modern football. But um, Pep is in there now, and I don't mind them. You know, like. Mm. They gave us an absolute lesson when we played them. But what what Maureen was doing? It's really, it's just disgusting. Ferguson would have never yeah, came to Anfield and set up that way.
1: No, but you see, you see the thing, the difference between like Ferguson has come to Anfield and set up that way. And what he'd do is he'd go in like for like against you. And what he'd do is he'd say, right, the first twenty minutes we don't concede it here. And then if we don't concede, it, we get to half time. And then we get to sixty five, but we're always in the game. And Ferguson was always make a change, at least one change that would make it look like or make an effect on the game that, listen, we're still in the game. If these boys lose their heads, we now have a team in place that can exploit this. He's done it plenty of times. Not only has uh, he Gav, ever both, he done it to Gav, other I teams. Don't know. I, don't, I don't know about yeah. other
3: teams. I never remember uh, a United team under Ferguson coming to Anfield like that. I can no, remember.
1: no, no, I'm not, no. Andy, I'm not saying coming that defensively. What I'm saying is the difference between Ferguson and Reno is Ferguson will come and go like for like against you. Right? and he would want to stay in the game because he knew the atmosphere around the, the ground what Marino done yesterday was Mourinho didn't go like for like he put out a team and told them under no circumstances that we can see him now Ferguson wouldn't go that far but Marino did and he kept it going and kept it going and now, in fairness a couple of United fans I spoke to yesterday afternoon who were honest about it said Gav we shit the bed alright the first big challenge that came up and we didn't back ourselves we shit the bed and we sat back
0: there was no yeah. point
1: in having these these Martial and bringing on Rashford. There was no point because their only uh, their only thing in the game was was to get seven, eight men behind the ball at all times. You know, pack it all in and two lads hovering maybe for a chance to on a break, but it was never coming about, Andy. Absolutely never no, coming about.
3: No, no, they they weren't. And I mean even even that that kind of flair players like um Mkhitaryan, when he got on the ball, done absolutely nothing. Um Martial. Like I mean I couldn't remember a moment where like one of those players really, really looked like this team that have been thumping our sides at all like it was so it was so negative and there was a very good um, measured sort of interview after the game uh, one of those like uh, Arsenal uh United uh, podcast <laughs> or video cast or whatever I can't remember which one it was but I had a look at it and there was a fella uh, on the Avia road like just saying I, I, I wish I didn't come today I wish I had a stay at home <laughs> uh, kept me money that's absolute fucking shit and I mean that's music to my ears because there's nothing more than them gloating over a fucking performance like that. But uh, the majority of them weren't. Like they didn't celebrate that draw. Like I was looking at down at their fans, and normally they'd be going fucking bananas. They weren't they weren't celebrating that draw. They knew they stunk the place out. Yeah. Deep
1: down. Yeah, no, they did know they stunk the stunk the place out. And United you know, fans that were honest with me yesterday said, like, what got them was is that everyone's talking up United? Everyone's talking up about how they've how they've changed, how they've they've seen their weaknesses, how they've how they've you know sorted this out. When they look at Lukaku, like you go back now to a few minutes ago when when you were talking about how many players will get into this team. Well, why? Like I've seen it. Oh, this player would not get in. That, but why wouldn't he get in? You know, if United are that good, and I don't know whether it's are they that good or does Mourinho just not trust them? And you know. Literally went against their natural instincts and said, "No, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. You know, we're not going to lose it." I don't know whether it's yeah, whether it's an ability thing or an outset thing from the manager. You know, I really don't. Ian, when you watched it, did you think were you looking going, "No, this is just this is just him just fucking doing this," or are Liverpool some just a better side, and he won't admit it? Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a combination. I, th-
0: I think he's wary that if he opens up, Liverpool have got got it in him to score three or four goals past you in 20 minutes i think he's got that in him but mourinho almost hates losing more than he likes winning so he's not prepared to go toe-to-toe with a big side away from home he's proven it year after year it he will get by beating the do you know what I mean like the the swansies and the evertons and the uh, Ian, South that's, a leg- at
2: this Ian, that's a legendary quote you know that when you just come out with
0: well, I followed him. Made follow. Is, them,
2: them follow that, them. No, 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 no. That is special. That one, and that is so Jose. Say it again, in case it was fluke. <laughs> he you he
0: hates remember. losing yeah. more than he likes. He hates losing yeah. more than he likes winning. That, yeah. that's, that's, that, that's so him.
2: That is so him.
0: Yeah. He he will get by. He'll get top four by beating all the shit. But you will not win the league when you haven't got nuts to go out and try and beat these sides, these the Liverpool's, the Arsenal's, the Spurs away from home. And he hasn't got the nuts to do it. And when you think that man has been given everything at his disposal, everything, everything, he's got the same funds as Manchester City, but yeah. Pep's playing like Rolls Royce football, and Mourinho's playing like fucking, you know, a I mean, scold a football. He's not asked. He, he doesn't care. And. It's not. It's not cheap to follow United. Do you know what I mean? That season tickets are expensive. If I had went to watch that, I'd have been livid, man. The seen, only
2: seen, time, the only time in his career that he's actually played expansive, brilliant football was. Do you remember in this in his first Chelsea team where he had Duff and Robin on the flanks? Right. That's the only time where you you thought, okay, Chelsea after. It's not, apart from that, he's had, as you say, every. Everywhere he's gone, he's had fans. Inter, Real Madrid, United, but they've always been Dow. Even Real Madrid, the fans hated him. Yeah, they had the, you know they, they wanted him out straight because the dull football. You yeah, know, even it's at Inter, a,
0: it's yeah. terrible. It's terrible, terrible to watch. And I seen someone put a tweet out the other day, and I I, I I don't even think he was a Liverpool fan. And he said these are fucking disgraceful. They're basically just a rich West Brom yeah. when they go to away sides. That's yeah, basically see, what that's, they are.
1: That, that's where my point comes from. Like if he'd have went out there yesterday and, and tried to attack attack us, you know, and for all this talk of how bad Liverpool are at the back and, and stuff like that and defensively and set pieces and stuff, he never tried to he never tried to test that. If he'd have went out there yesterday and it was a you know, and an then a bit of an end to end game and keepers came out on top and it was a nil all, you walk away going, Well, look, they both had a go and they they neither scored. You know, that way yeah. but this one was just literally not backs to the wall it wasn't quite backs to the wall but it was a real like Grizz said earlier there was there was cynical fells. there was loads of you know niggly ones to stop any routine in the game or any kind of momentum building up in the game but Grizz or, or, sorry not Grizz Andy I'll come to you again on, on this one and for much as much as we talk about United and how defensive they were and stuff like that we didn't do ourselves any favours in front of goal did we? Um, I,
3: I don't know to be honest Um. Like we we had what well, maybe one proper clear cut chance, like one that we you know we probably should is that, have scored and that, is that was the from, mat, up one? mat up, yeah, maybe Mat up, and then the follow up was a Salah had a follow up.
0: Um yeah. Salas is a bad miss, isn't it, From that yeah. Salah should definitely score, like
3: it is, yeah. And I think other than that. Uh, there was some chances like in the second half where Ball was kind of played after a nice little move Ball was played over the top and uh, kind of come over Chan's shoulder and uh, he kind of just scuffed at it and then Salah had a shot in the first half which was kind of just a bit feeble and I think Firmino had an effort on goal which kind of rolled in there uh, later on when Chan ran half the length of the pitch and uh, flashing across the box they were all kind of like when they got into those positions they were just uh, feeble attempts and I think that's what kind of happens when you have so many players who who are okay like they're all hard workers and they, you know they put a shift in and there's a lot of pace about them and everything else but they're just the end product again um, if we had a striker on the pitch, like, I mean, any of them chances fall to storage he's going to score. If we had a, if we had a ball, a striker, even if Solanke was on the pitch, I think he just kind of finished those chances. If they fall to the right player, they just finished those chances. But then, realistically, the, it, the only real one clear one was probably Matab and then the follow up by Salah. But they, with, a, with a bit of better air, with be more clinical, I think. Yeah, you turn your half chances into into good chances. You know what I mean. So mm. it's it's not like previous games. I know they probably had about twenty odd chances on goal, but it's not where like they didn't really have like a lot of clear good chances like they did against other teams, where you, where you can be really really critical of of how they fin- uh, what their finishing was like. So yeah, I'm not going to be too harsh on them. They were playing against a team that defended quite very you know quite well. So yeah. I mean, the, the real answer is I, ju- I just don't know. I, I think, like, on another day, the chances may have felt a bit differently. And we, might, we probably would have won the game.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. Um, I just felt I was very frustrated over, like, we created the chances, but I got kind of got frustrated over the way we tried to take them. Um, like the jamon that comes over the shoulder, he he throws us for that. Whereas if he left for another second, he, he takes a good swing at it. Um. There was one, There's two players I want to touch on. Grizz, I'll come to you first on this one, and it's Firmino. There's been plenty of debate over him. Um, I thought he done all right yesterday. I didn't think he should have stayed on as long as he did. But I've seen a point come up during the week that if we're not pressing as hard as we used to, it's Firmino's role in the team diminished because he's so much part of a press. you know. And there was one yesterday where he takes on his chest in the box and tries to lift it the Salah. And I think I'm more confident if Firmino takes that down and picks out the right ball. Do you think he's just suffering with confidence, or is it the, ch- the slight change in the way we're playing is affecting him the most?
2: No, it's 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 clearly a slight confident thing, confidence thing, isn't it? I think it has taken a slight dent since the since the penalty miss uh, against Seville, wasn't it? Was it Seville? Yeah, the penalty miss. Since then, I mean, he started off really well in the season. It's just that penalty miss since then, he's, it has taken a slight dip. I again, like you, think he was he was okay yesterday. It was far better. There was more dynamism about him. He's just not going to score you, unfortunately. The type of goals Harry Kane, um, you know, or Murata will score for you. You know, we discussed this last week. He just we, as a team, we just don't score those tap ins, those scruffy goals. You know, just that's what what people refer to as sort of. The instinct, the killer instinct around the box. You know, what's the goal poacher? He's not a goal poacher. He's a creator. He's a creator of space. He's a creator of chances. It's what Klopp wants. Klopp wants his team. Klopp wants his forward to play the role Firmino does. It has worked for us to a certain degree. Yesterday was very difficult. Me personally, I don't think Sturridge would have changed anything in that game. or any Because that game was so compact. There was no space. They literally had like sort of you know two banks of five. You could say. Do you know what I mean? It was it was awful. There was no hardly any space for him to move around and work and create. But we did. Look, when you're playing a top team like look at the end of the day, Man United are a top team, and we've just slaughtered Mourinho. But for a one-off game, I don't I can't think of a better manager to have if you want to go and get a result. Like I do. I sort I sort a point. Sorry. I think Mourinho's is probably the best manager, uh, you know, you'd hire to go and get a point for you, because he's got plenty of experience in doing that. So you're never going to have a game, you're never going to have a where there's loads of chances and we create at will. I think we controlled it very well. Our game management was good, um, and Firmino was part of that. He did create space for others, you know, into, into you know, his link up. You always, the only thing about uh, Phil when he's playing further left. I know we've recently seen him play, uh, you know, in the centrally. But when he's playing on the left, he does link up with Firmino and Moreno really well on that left side. I don't know if you've noticed, hardly anything comes on our right. You know, he's always in that pocket of that left wing place, wing area. And that's where Firmino does like to drift. I think he was better. I think he was better. It is what it is with our strikers, though, isn't it? He, You know, Klopp doesn't like this sort of out-and-out goal scorer he likes this sort of link player where it involves Mane and Salah and our midfielders to sort of help him get those goals do you know what I mean so it, it, he expects his goals to be shared out which it can be frustrating at times yeah
1: Um. The the, the other thing that struck me Ian, was um, and while I was watching the game you know there was a lot of talk about you know Mane is out and for me or Coutinho will have to move further up the pitch for me you know Is he being affected by the way we're playing? And the one thing that came into my head, I could be way off, but the one thing that came into my head when I thought of all this was Adam Lallana. And um, he's being known as the trigger for the press, different things like that. I think he's badly needed back in this team, Um, not only for what he does himself, but the effect he has around other players, like Firmino, when this press goes, and Firmino's part of it, and he looks 10 times the player.
0: Uh, absolutely mate i've i've been a adam Alana fan for a long time do you know what i mean it, when it was fashionable to bash him at the beginning i could i could see how good a technician he was and i just thought he needed a chance but our team system is infinitely better when he's in the side it, he presses he presses better he transitions the ball from midfield to attack a lot better because he can carry it at pace he's both footed he can go both ways he never stops running. He He's a massive ingredient in that side. Before the season started, everyone was saying he wouldn't get in the side. Well, not everyone, but some people were saying he wouldn't get in the side. And they're just idiots. He's, he's one of the first names on the team. She said he's fully fit. It, Klopp, him and Firmino and Phil are probably our first three players on the on the team. She's under under Klopp. We just miss his, his energy, basically. The the only time on Saturday Liverpool, the times when Liverpool were at their best on Saturday, was when early on in the game I think Wijnaldum picked the ball up and drove about forty fifty yards through a couple you know through through the first bank of five, and then that opens it up a bit then because you 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 know what I mean you you took a few players out the game and then later on I think Andy touched on it before when uh, Emery Chan put his head down and just went towards the top left of their area and then drags it across. That's because he's burst through like three or four players at the same time. We don't have that on a regular basis without the likes of Lalana, and hopefully that's what Keita will bring as well. It our, our midfield three of Winaldom, Anderson and Chant, they are all very same, same each. You know I mean, they don't—they're not going to break a challenge and then open up the backfield by like get, getting in the final third or anything like that. And with Lalana, you get that. He's a massive, massive part of how we play. I and mean, he's possibly um, the most important player on our side if we want to play the same the system that Klopp wants.
1: Yeah, I think he's he's the fella that uh, this pressing game revolves around. And even if you put him high up the pitch, or, or, or wide or, or further back in the Coutinho or Jean or in position, he's the man that pushes the team up the pitch and, and has the energy to go and do it. Um, Andy... The Trippers' favourite player, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, came on as a sub, um, and I think he's done all right. Um, are you writing him off like the rest of the lads are, or do you think yesterday, Shodi, he, he's, he's coming on a little bit, slowly but surely, he can come on and be, be be a really good player for us? Not a really good player, but someone that Klopp can work with, especially over this season. We probably have to wait till maybe next season to see the best of it, and I know I'm going to get slaughtered for even saying that.
3: Uh, you know, he had a he had an instant impact um when he came on in fairness. Uh like the likes of Firmino, Salah, and Coutinho who come off, like they'd all kinda of gone out of the game fifteen, twenty minutes previous to it. They weren't having the same potency, like especially Salah. Salah was amazing at the in the first half. Um, and the way he was taking on his man and everything else like he was creating space similar to the way like you were talking about Lalana there a minute ago once you have a player who kind of moves with the ball um, it puts it out in the opposition's mind once you beat a player it, you know you have the next uh, bank of four or five in know United's case to, to have to make a decision and come out, come out where they are you know so Lalana does that and Salah does that and, and players so once they were kind of their legs were gone. We needed a bit of an injection. And I think uh Ox uh, served that purpose very well. As soon as he came onto the pitch, he was um he was getting out um you know his left back uh in, yeah, straight away. So that was good to see. Uh, probably his final ball, I mean, I think he played in one decent ball out uh, about three of them. He crossed in his corners, uh, you know, his efforts uh, did he take the corners? He was definitely out there kind of playing balls in. Could have been a lot better. So it, it was kind of the first game where I, I kind of looked at him and says, OK, you know, he could be a solution with Mane out to play out wide. Um, probably, you know, going to play midweek. So we, we we probably see 90 minutes of him. Definitely at this stage he deserves it. No, I haven't written him off. I'm not quick to write off players. i like to see a player playing about 10, 90-minute games in a manager system. Just to let them bet in, let them point their feet, and you kind of see the best and the worst of a player at that point. And look, let's face it: like so far, we haven't seen the best of Chamberlain at all. Um, Chamberlain's been gone way off my radar a lot for years. I mean, when he broke onto the scene with Arsenal, I was a big fan uh, of his, and I thought he was going to be absolutely top class. But he's just uh, He just wilted away. away. So look, this is a new challenge for him now. It'd be absolutely stupid to, to write him off. So um, look, hopefully he can get us out of a hole till at least Lalana gets back because we we have got the bit of depth in that area. Yeah,
1: so, um, um, the the Lalana one for me, it just it just stood out at the weekend. Um, for me, and it's not something I'm thinking about every week. It was just something that when Firmino's form was brought up, I just thought, his name popped into my head, lads? Quickly, um on the game overall, Grizz, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you all for a man of the match. Grizz, um, I'll go to you first, who was your man of the match?
2: first 70 minutes, I think it was quite, it was quite easy to choose Salah. I mean, Salah, with that 45 minutes, he didn't score and he didn't assist like he's been sort of, you know, doing on a regular basis. But in terms of his gameplay and his old performance, I think he was superb. Um, but at the end of it, uh, as, as Andy says, you know, you got to remember he he had an emotional World Cup qualifying game with his country, didn't he? I think everyone saw the scenes there, so you can imagine, you can you know, excuse him for getting tired. I think overall, man of the match. I think, I think I'll give it to Dejan Lovren for putting uh, Lukaku in his pocket and not letting him out for ninety odd minutes. Yeah, I'll give it That's to fucking big
0: pocket that
1: man.
2: Yeah, I'll give it to Dejan. Lov- I'll give it to Dejan Lovren. You know that.
1: All right, no, that's fair enough. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, this rolling around after being hit by the cargo in the head was ridiculous, but. Um,
2: <laughs> oh, I love that. We've got to do that. Think, uh, for, uh, we'll discuss that later. Gone. Carry on.
1: We'll no, sh- we won't. We should have done um, that. <laughs> uh, Ian, who was your man of the match?
0: Uh, Joe Gomez. Thought he was outstanding. I thought it was his best game in a Liverpool shirt. I, I'm with. I'm with. His first half I thought Salah was tremendous. Uh, he done a couple of runs that I thought, oh, he's really starting to settle in the Liverpool side now. There was one in the first half, like the, he gets it on the halfway and beats about four players at like fifty miles an hour, and he just keeps going and going and going. And I was like, getting off your seat, type of stuff. Do you know what I mean? But he, he did fade badly in the second half, probably to do with his qualifier like it just said but he has got a tendency to drift out of games a bit as well but I just thought Joe Gomez was excellent it, martial is a very very good player and he didn't get a sniff then they brought rashford on it didn't even bother passing to him because because they were defending that much but the whole defense played well moreno as well they targeted him with a lot of high balls and he only got under a, t- a couple I thought's he got quite a good leap on him and he don't he done quite well but Joe Joe Gomez he was excellently
1: yeah good show Um, Andy who's your man of the
0: match?
3: yeah it's hard to pick a defender when when the team you're playing against doesn't even try and attack I thought Gomez at the start uh, struggled a little bit he was uh, he was just kind of doing a couple of weird things up against Martial but he grew into the game in fairness to him Um, he turned it around and he he played very well Um, Grizz's show there uh, Lovren yeah fair play like that's that's a good show because Lovren done a great job against Lukaku we didn't give him a sniff Lukaku's quality at obviously holding the ball he's holding the else. ball
2: up exactly yeah
3: yeah but he, he in fairness like he muscled them out a few times uh, they had their uh, their arms wrapped around each other and they were pulling out of each other's jerseys and Lovren won 90% of his, per- his personal battles with him so fair play to him like it, w- it was good to see Lovren having a good game or had a good not, game as he's well. not bad
0: against the big the big forwards lover, and I always fancy him against a big yeah, four, but he has a goal, like, of
3: course, like, and look at you could back to this whole fucking thing about like Liverpool players getting into United team. If Liverpool played like United and they defended like United and they were set up like, like United, we might be talking about Matip and our lover and getting into their team. We, we may not. <laughs> but but the <they're> fucking... <laughs> no, I know
2: so what, what Smalling on uh, No, Smalling ain't no fucking genius. You know, yeah, yeah. he? He's, 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 he's their lover. He makes yeah. stupid errors. He's clumsy fucking, on the ball, But look, a yeah, couple yeah, proper cloggers.
3: Yeah, they're set up. They're set up to, to make their defenders look good. We're set up to make our defenders look bad. And point, yesterday, point, point, when yeah. you play, when you play, uh, when you play against a team um, that that okay, like we, we weren't balls out against, and we were certainly the more uh, proactive team and attacking team. When you're set up like. Um, to play a little bit less defensively than you normally would, Um uh, we we tend to have good performances. Yeah, like he plays, he normally plays well against the bigger sides. But uh, no, Salah stood out for me. Like uh, uh, of all the players on the pitch that I really enjoyed, um, they they couldn't handle Salah. They handled like I I probably our best player, in Coutinho. They couldn't handle they they could handle him. They closed him down in numbers. They were very quick to get out. Coutinho couldn't get any of his uh, usual cut-in shots away whatsoever. So they were very good at uh, smothering him, but they didn't—they uh, didn't help to uh, handle Salah. Um, and um, I thought it, it was—it was good to to see him have a good game against Mourinho, shafted him, and uh, pretty much just bought him. So he wouldn't buy him back then, and then fucking froze him out the cunt. So uh, Salah, for me, it's just—it's just disappointing that he couldn't have won the game for us.
1: Uh, yeah, I
0: we. How shit is Ander Herrera? He's terrible. Ander he? Herrera
1: is a snidey little fucker, and that's he's, a, he's a horrible a bastard, bastard. But you know, um, he doesn't do anything. No, but that, that's got, what he's got got he's, no he's, remember, he's he's not there to do anything. He's there to, to to annoy people and and keep the ball moving and just annoy people. And he's really good. Oh, at that. He's, um, he's the Spanish,
2: shit. the Spanish uh, Catamo, isn't he? The I don't
1: think he a bad shout.
0: Man. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I
1: don't think he's that bad but he is his first priority in a game is to fucking annoy people Um, I'd, I'd agree with you and I'd, I'd give it to Joe Gomez at I thought although Andy are right the first 10-15 minutes I thought he was a little bit dodgy but I thought he grew into the game brilliantly the thing about Lovren is and it's well known I don't like Lovren Matip and Mignolet as a tree. Um, they do me fucking head in but if, if somebody has stood in front of them three since they got back off international duty and just shouted at them that they need to um you need to speak to each other, they need to battle and you need to keep it simple. They must have listened because that's what they done all day yesterday. They battled well, they kept it simple, and they look like they were communicating a bit more with each other. Me and I didn't have to do much one save. But look, um we move on. Maribor on I don't even know what night it is. I think it's Tuesday. Tuesday, um, Tuesday Yeah, Tuesday know, Um I was gonna go into the team, but fuck it. I have more important things to talk about. Um and I've only about I haven't of time left, but we just keep going, don't mind what Phil says to us. Um lads, nicknames come up during the week. Um, Ian, you got onto Twitter and you wanted to know about all sorts of nicknames and some a good few came back to you and some of them are really good. But before I go to them, has anybody got some good nicknames that they've heard for people? Try to keep them clean and you know, don't get us into too much trouble. Not like last week, I think Lee Chapman has written a strongly worded letter to us. Um <laughs> but, Andy, I'll go to you first. Have you come up with anything? Yeah, I wish I could tell you some
3: of the, uh, the work nicknames, <laughs> but I, I can't. I honestly can't. But um, there was a couple of good nicknames when I was growing up back in the day, and uh, there was one girl that was known as Curry Dick. Say what? <laughs> there was one girl known as Curry Dick. Okay. Curry right. Dick. <laughs>
1: <Come on.
3: laughs> it was quite simple. She loved Curry and she loved Dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> and then she uh, she uh, apparently uh, stopped eating curries because she was putting on a few pounds so they just called her dick then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And <laughs> another
3: sense. Uh, yeah, I, I know it's it's not the same as nicknames, but the, I, I remember there was a great name for a dog. Um uh, no, sorry, it wasn't a dog. <laughs> there was a couple of fellas around the area and uh, they were they were getting involved in that um, that cock fighting so they had uh, a a cock (laughs) the cock was called Gobbles (laughs)
2: Gobbles
3: (laughs) yeah Gobbles the cock (laughs) which I thought was a classic (laughs) Uh, that's, that's that's the that's the cleanest I can come up with yeah yeah yeah, no. You told
1: me you told me some of your other ones earlier on, and my Jesus, I'm not letting you near them. Um, uh, Ian, I'll come to you next. Have you any good um, nicknames?
0: Oh mate, there's, there's hundreds around. By house growing up, uh, there was one man who was called uh, Mars Eyes, as in me Mars Eyes. Do you, I don't know what you have to say in Ireland, but whenever you're going to lie. Over here, yeah. someone say, on my Mars eyes, I'm telling you the truth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And this fella was the worst liar on the planet. Like, and I'll give you <laughs> an example of one of his lies. He was talking to us all in the pub one day, and it was everyone used to just laugh in his face, but he, he'd still carry, crack on with his lies. Do you know what I mean? He said he was getting chased by the police one day. Uh, I'm not sure why. But he was running over like loads of back fences you know, in, in people's gardens. Uh, and he was getting chased by the police, and he'd he come to this like, 15 foot fence in the back of someone's garden because because that's a thing isn't it? people have 15 foot fences so he said there's <laughs> no way he could get over it so he said he just ran through it at full speed <laughs> right <laughs> and then in the next garden he got in there was a big there was a big pond so he got in the yeah. pond and he, he had bamboo in the pond so he was lying on the bottom of the pond and he was breathing through the bamboo you know so like <laughs> no one could see him in the pond and he said he yeah. could see out the pond, the police were all in the garden. They were like, "Where, where the fuck did he go? Where would he go?" And they couldn't find him. So in the end, he got off. And he said, "And when he came up out the pond, he looked back at the fence, and his perfect body shape was in the fence where he'd run through it, like you know, <laughs> you know like fucking like they do on CSI." Yeah, uh, and so he was funny. That was my eyes. And there was another one who my mate told me the other day and my mate was too scared to say it because he. You know what I mean? Because he said he'd get killed. But he knows someone who's got like quite a long face and a bald head, completely bald head, and he's got a serious recreational drug problem. And his nickname is uh, Lord, Volders- Lord Voldersnort. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he said, please don't use that. So uh, I've just used um, it. So Fuck
1: yeah, off. Fuck yeah, exactly. Lord, I, That's brilliant. I have one I have one here from um during the week I, I, I liked a few of these because you were asking the question. One from Andy Fox, it's at Macam Scouse, and he says My sister was known as Oddie Flu Limp by our family from age eleven. She was off school one day with flu and twisted ankle and she was wearing odd socks. <laughs> <laughs> She's now in her fifties she's now in her 50s and we still call her so that's oddy Flew Limp um, obviously because she was wearing odd socks had the flu and fucking twisted her ankle like how do these fucking things stick another one there from uh, Leanne Stones at Leanne JFT96 um, and it's a friend of mine is nicknamed Caribbean because he loves the sunbed and he has an unreal tan and his actual name is Ian um, that was another one there was another one as well um, Ian wasn't that from Luke Foley that you yeah, he's good, and I can't
0: remember. yeah, he's a good lad, Luke. I don't know his Twitter handle. Uh,
1: um, but I know he's got. It's at Luke A Foley. I
0: was going to say, I I
2: think it, yeah, it's
0: at, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's sound, but he, he said he he he's got a mate uh, who's really poor him in, in the in the bedroom area, and his nickname oh, right. is Noodles because he's done in three minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, all
3: right.
0: Which I thought was brilliant.
3: Oye, oh, when we were about, we were only young. Folks, like you know, we are only about seventeen, and um, he was with a, a, a married girl, and he was always telling stories that, that he was after finger and I were four fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so his nickname for years was the minister for four finger affairs. <laughs> 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 and I know nicknames are supposed to be short but like it was just better to just call the minister for far-fingered affairs if you tell me where like look up
1: front <laughs> fuck's sake Chris I'll come to you last um no, nicknames
2: there's no, no there's none there's none I'll pass on this Um
1: none
2: no 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 there's the usual boring ones man there's nothing are you,
1: are you just being stubborn now because I won't talk about and being kicked in the head no I'm
2: serious I'm serious I mean I've got a few but in sort of my uh mother tongue which is punjabi so there's no point um telling you those ones i'll have to sort of translate it as well so but um no just the usual ones man nothing nothing funny or exciting i'm not going to you know make them up yeah You're not so, gonna make so, them up? sorry man. no you know people people accuse me of making up stuff enough
0: as it is so yeah i've got i've got a mate called a uh, Barry 3 pump there you go cuz he's crap in bed <laughs> as well <laughs> uh, there seems to be a lot of people knocking around who was shit in bed isn't it yeah, but, uh, yeah Barry, Barry 3 pump but it's a good job like Andy said he knew, a, he knew a girl called curry dick growing up if that was the, the, the rule growing up my name would have been mince cheese <laughs> oh for fuck's sake <laughs> fuck's Ian, sake seriously
2: so we started off clean you warned Gav you warned both of them to keep it clean Mate, there's, there's nothing wrong with liking with, cheese that reminds, that reminds me of a good one joke clean one <laughs> <laughs> So, we go on tell a cool
3: joke. joke what's the hardest thing about a sex change I don't know change of the smell of uh, cheese the fish oh <laughs> fuck's
1: sake right I'm gone I'm gone <laughs> that's it I'm done because right. okay. no, oh, these two now are going to just want on ridiculous and the later <laughs> yeah I've got loads I know you have and I'm cutting you off because you are like two pricks right <laughs> uh, lads that's it's a, been that's episode that's a nickname seven. for
2: someone two pricks
1: but yeah. one it's it's been it's been episode <laughs> seven. It's been emotional. Um, it's been really good. Uh, the nickname thing has fucking gone really weird. Like most of these shows, every week. Andy, Ian, Grace, I'd like to thank us all for coming on tonight. I've been your host, God. I'll talk to you next week. Over and out.
0: For the one standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger. Your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickrangercom slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.